Well, good morning to all of you at All Souls St. Margaret's this morning. It's fantastic to be with you, even if not in person. It would have been uh, great to be able to do that. I've always really enjoyed coming to be with you when I'm able to do that on uh, a, a Sunday. But um, sadly, not able to be uh, all there together in person today. But we're able to do this, which is a, a great thing in its own right. So I'm really grateful to, to Donna, to, to Brew, to everyone else, and to John and the team, and um, everyone who's sort of made this possible this morning. Um, so the first thing I just want to say is to well done for all of you for keeping connected. And I hope you're able to feel connected to each other by um, these services on Sunday, stuff during the week as well. So it seems to be one of the really important things we have to do at the moment, just to keep connected with one another. Um, but just the second thing I want to do is to um, uh, just to focus today on this season that we're in right now. Today, as Donna was saying at the beginning of the service, is a Trinity Sunday it's a day which, if you like, sort of culminates the, or at least is the kind of, if you like, it brings everything together at the end of the church year. We've had, uh, if you like, Christmas, um, we've had Easter, we've had Ascension, we've had Pentecost, and now it sort of culminates in this vision of the God uh, who gives himself to us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I want to focus in on one particular aspect of the life of the Trinity today, which is this, this gift of the Holy Spirit. Because last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. We're in what we call Pentecost season in the church at the moment, uh, time, and we're thinking about the gift of the Spirit, because the Spirit is the one who enables us to access all that God has for us. And it seems to me that, that actually in the particular circumstances we find ourselves in right now, the Holy Spirit is exactly the gift that we need. Now, the Spirit is in some ways always the gift that we need, but particularly this year, it seems to me that the Spirit is just the gift that we need. We face all kinds of challenges right now. We are still largely confined to our homes. Yes, the lockdown has released a little bit. Maybe you're getting out and about a little bit more. People are beginning to see one another, but we're still largely confined to our homes. We're dispersed as a church. We can't meet together in the way that we, we normally would like to. You may have heard overnight uh, the, the government has now allowed churches to open just for private prayer, but that'll be something. You can drop into the church maybe and, and pray if that's what individual churches want to do, but um, not all churches will be able to do that. And in any case, even if we do, we're not going to be able to gather like this in quite the same way as we normally would do for quite some time yet. And again, many people are really struggling mentally with the impact of lockdown, just not being able to see other people. I was talking to some friends yesterday who sort of finally uh, went to meet their um, their sort of son and, and daughter and their, their grandkids, and they kind of met in a field somewhere, but they weren't able to kind of hug each other. They were kind of waving at two meters distance. It sort of felt great, but in some ways very, very strange. And that's a really, really hard thing. Now, in that context, I think the Holy Spirit is exactly the gift that we need because the Holy Spirit uh, makes present what is absent. Now, the first thing I want to say about that is that the Holy Spirit makes Jesus present to us here and now. A couple of weeks ago, we celebrated the Feast of the Ascension, that moment in the Gospel story where Jesus uh, having died and risen again, gathers around his disciples, and then he, he ascends into heaven. He translates, if you like, into that other dimension of life around us, of heaven itself. And in one sense, ascension is a, is, a, is a great day. It's a great day in the Christian church because it is, if you like, the coronation of Jesus. Jesus ascends to the right hand of the Father on, on high. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. Now, he is the one who is the king over everything. But there's an element of sadness in this moment of the ascension as well because you can sense the disciples as they look at Jesus. Suddenly, he's no longer with them. Uh, his body is now at 
heaven at the right hand of the Father. They don't see him anymore. They can't greet him. They can't embrace him. They can't shake his hand. There's a sense of sort of absence that he has there. And in uh, the gospel story, we read it a moment ago, that sense of Jesus talking about going away. And in, in John chapter 16, he actually says this um, strange verse. He says, it is to your advantage that I go away, because if I do not go away, the advocate, that's the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, why is it that Jesus says it's to your advantage that I go away? Actually, it's better for you that I go away. Well, presumably the reason is this, that when Jesus was here on earth, in those brief years when he was around, if you wanted to access Jesus, if you wanted to meet with him, you had to go to Jerusalem or Capernaum or Nazareth or wherever he happened to be at any particular time. He was only accessible in one particular place because he was physically located in one place. So if you weren't there, if you weren't in Jerusalem or Capernaum or Nazareth or wherever Jesus happened to be, you couldn't meet with Jesus. Now, what Jesus says, it's your advantage that I go away, I think it's for this reason. Because when he says, I will send the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit makes Jesus present to us wherever we are. So Jesus is no longer confined by geography, by space, or by time. We read a moment ago this this verse, you know, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. In other words, Jesus is made present here and now by the Holy Spirit. He makes what is absent present. Now, right now, we maybe need reminding of that more than ever. Uh, we may not be in our church buildings. We may not be able to gather together in our church buildings for quite some time. And there's a real sadness to that because our, our church buildings are a help to us. They're places where we've met with God. They're places where we and generations before us have prayed for years. There's something about our church building that is a real help to us in our Christian life. But this season of Pentecost is a reminder to us that the Holy Spirit makes Jesus present wherever we are. Now, there are particular times and places where Jesus makes himself present. He makes himself present to us in, in, in bread and wine, in the community of his people, uh, when we pray, uh, in the words of scripture. Uh, but those things can happen anywhere. They can happen in our homes, they can happen in our streets, they can happen in our gardens. Uh, and at many times in the history of the church, it's had to meet in such places. It's not had buildings or not been able to go into them in times of warfare or famine or, or plague or whatever it might be. Uh, and we've had to, the church has had to meet in fields or in, in um, ordinary buildings around, the, uh, around, around cities or, or in people's gardens or whatever else it might be. And now we're having to meet on Zoom, on Facebook, online. But the point is that Jesus can meet with people anywhere. And he often chooses us. Yes, he often does choose to meet with us in familiar places like our church buildings, but he's not confined by them. In Philippians 4, there's that little, very little verse, four words, the Lord is near. The reason why we can say the Lord is near is because of the Holy Spirit. Jesus can be present to us by the Holy Spirit wherever we are, even right now, where you are in your kitchen or your bedroom or your lounge or when you're walking in the street going for your bit of exercise you're in the garden Jesus can meet with you there because the Holy Spirit makes Jesus present 
to us right here and now. We can find him at any place and at any time and at any moment. The second thing that the Holy Spirit does is to make the church present. Pentecost is the birthday of the church. This season that we're in right now, last Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, is the day we think of the birthday of the church. The church was not born on Christmas Day, not on Easter, but on at Pentecost. And the church is the gift of the Holy Spirit. In other words, at the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit falls upon the disciples. Peter preaches the word about Jesus Christ, the word that the Father has given to him. Again, this is his Trinitarian moment, to remember the doctrine of the Trinity today. And at that moment, when the Holy Spirit falls upon the disciples, the church begins to gather. 3,000 people are added to the number of the disciples. And the church is given birth by the Holy Spirit. And the church, of course, is not like any other gathering. Now, there are lots of gatherings that we do. There are lots of fellowships. You know, we gather in a tennis club or a political party or down the pub or in a restaurant or whatever else it might be. But our gathering as the church is different because our fellowship with God is not based on likeness, the fact that we all have a kind of common color or background or, um, you know, social ethnicity or whatever it might be, as we've been reminded this week. But our, our fellowship with God is found in Christ because we are united to Christ by the Holy Spirit. And that's why we have fellowship with each other. Our fellowship is not our likeness to each other. Our fellowship is the fact that we have been connected into God by the Holy Spirit. That's what binds us together. Ephesians chapter 4 talks about the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The unity of the church is given by the Holy Spirit. We don't create the unity of the church ourselves. It's a gift to us by the Holy Spirit. So what binds us together as the church is the fact that we are all indwelt by the same Spirit. In the New Testament, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, and that there are many people in the church, many gifts, but we are, it is, we are all inspired by the same Spirit. It talks about how there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. So the Spirit is the one who unites the church despite distance, time, and space. Because the church is not just your own local community at All Souls. The church is our connection, your connection at All Souls with your next door parishes, with parishes across the country, with churches across the world. And it's also even bigger than that. The church is, of course, what we sometimes call the communion of saints. In other words, the church that is those of us who are alive now, but those who have gone before us in the Christian race, stretching right back to the time of Jesus. Everybody who are alive and dead, what we talk about, the great communion of saints. That is the church. Now, what holds the, that church together? Not just by being physically present, because we can't be physically present with those across the world, or those who are, who are meeting in other places, or all those who have died. What holds us together as the church is the Holy Spirit. Now, we sometimes feel at the moment, it feels a little bit odd, doesn't it? It feels like the church isn't here because we're meeting online. We're not physically present to each other. We can't gather. And we need to remember that, the Holy, that, that, that what binds us together as a church is not Zoom. It's not Facebook, not even Skype. It's not gathering. It's not, it's not kind of the technology. But what holds us together is the Holy Spirit. And so we may be dispersed right now in our different homes, but what makes the church what it is? It's not just a physical gathering of people. There's something more beyond it. 
What makes the church is the Holy Spirit. What makes this church, this great communion of saints, past and present, both here and now in Twickenham and St. Margaret's, wherever we happen to be, not dependent upon our ability to physically to present, but it's, it's, it's our dependence upon the Holy Spirit. So what we're doing now may not feel like usual church, but the Holy Spirit binds us together with invisible bonds that are stronger than we can ever imagine. Whether that's in person, whether it's online, whether we're scattered during the week, uh, whether we're dispersed and across the world, whether we're kind of, you know, alive or dead, the Holy Spirit holds us together. Those are the bonds that, that bind us together. And so the Holy Spirit makes the church present however it is that we gather. The third thing is that the Holy Spirit makes the future present. In the book of Romans, it has an image of the Holy Spirit. It talks about the Spirit as being the first fruits of the new creation. Now, what it means by that is the first fruits. Is, it's an image. It's an image of um, uh, what happens in the, in the spring when you go out and you see the first little bluebell uh, in your garden or in the forest. What you say when you see the first bluebell of spring is not that oh, there's a bluebell. You just say, ah, spring is coming. When you see green shoots coming out of the ground, when you see the trees begin to blossom, you say, ah, spring is coming. Summer is on the way. It's a sign of what is to come. Another image that's sometimes used, the idea of a, of a down payment or a deposit. And the idea of a deposit is quite simple. Say if I, if I owe you £100, uh, there are two ways I can signal my intention to pay you back. I can give you an IOU, a bit of paper saying, okay, I'll pay you back one day, but that's, a, that's good. It's a promise. It gives you reassurance. I'm going to pay you back. But there's not much you can do with an IOU, just a bit of paper. The other way I can signal my intention to pay you back is by giving you a deposit down payment. In other words, I can give you £10. Here's the £10. The £50 will come later. Now, the difference, you see, is that the second one, the temper, you can do something with it. It's part of the future. Something that is real in your hands right here and now. Now, that's the image that we're given of the Holy Spirit. And what that tells us is that our experiences of the Holy Spirit are a foretaste of what is to come. When we meet with Jesus, when we're maybe in the Holy Communion or when we're reading the Bible or when there's a song that sing suddenly we sense the presence and touch of the spirit when, maybe when someone prays for us maybe whether it's physically present or online or over the phone or whatever it might be or maybe when you're on your daily walk or you walk around the garden you just sense suddenly the presence of god by the holy spirit or maybe when a prayer is answered and you're suddenly aware of god's goodness for you then the prayers of this moment so they're not just isolated moments so you think well that's kind of nice for the time being but the point is that they are a sign of what is to come just like the first bluebell of spring just like the 10 pound is a sign of what is going to be paid back they are part of the future that's why the holy spirit is sometimes called the spirit of hope those experiences of the spirit here and now are a sign that one day all will be well they are Moments that give us hope for the future. Now, we human beings were never meant to live without hope. We always need hope. And we need hope on the difficult days of lockdown, when we're going to wonder whether this is ever going to come to an end, whether we're ever going to be able to meet together, whether things will ever get back to normal. It's maybe especially at the moment for those in the black and minority ethnic community in country, 
across the world at the moment. Uh, we've all become very, very aware of the burden that they have and so suddenly many of us white people are suddenly becoming aware of our sense of privilege and how we need to examine ourselves and our own attitudes uh, that lead towards the racism that is around in our society. It's interesting why gospel music, which often comes from uh, those communities, is often full of, full of hope because we need hope. When you are struggling, you need hope that things will change. That is the gift of the Holy Spirit. He makes the future present now small victory, every answer to prayer, every little bit of healing, every sense of the presence of God, every little bit of move towards justice is a sign of the future time all things shall be well, when Christ will rule over all things. God will be seen to be the one who is our maker, our defender, and the one who brings us all good things. And when we have those moments, we're to take those moments as a sign of the hope but the Holy Spirit makes Jesus present for us. The Holy Spirit makes the church present. However, we have to be meeting online or in person. The Holy Spirit makes the future present now. This is why I think the Holy Spirit is the gift that we need more during this season of all Pentecost seasons. Amen. Oh.